Well, well. Antonio Brown is in the news again, and it's not because he had a great practice. Ed Bouchette of the Post-Gazette tweeted that A.B. limped off the field at St. Vincent yesterday. And A.B. tweeted that Ed was making stuff up and called him a clown. Yo, Antonio Brown may someday be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but Ed Bouchette already is. When the history of the Steelers is written, it will be Ed Bouchette that writes most of it. Antonio Brown is out of line again, like he so often is. What, you think Ed Bouchette's eyes deceived him? Do you really think he makes stuff up? This goes back to something I've been saying for several years now. And Dejan Kovacevic wrote about it today on his site. These Steelers are the most unlikable version of the Steelers ever. Between A.B. and Lev Bell and Juju's immaturity and the mascot Joey Porter and the head coach's arrogance, I don't like them. And that's okay because I bet a lot of them don't like me either. But I don't like them. This is the Mark Madden Show. I am a super genius with a tested IQ of 166, and you can't teach that. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call, or you could follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Uh, Antonio Brown says now he called ahead and let Children's Hospital know what he'd be coming. Uh, AB is a liabetic. This is a bold-faced, self-serving lie. If A.B. had called ahead, those kids wouldn't have just waited there for four hours. But A.B. is a self-serving douchebag, and this is a self-serving lie. I guess we could talk about the dollar package on defense, and we will. The Pirates get back in action tonight. But how can you not talk about what A.B. does and all the horse manure that tumbles out of his mouth? This ain't the media blowing things out of proportion. This isn't fake news. A.B. showed up four hours late to visit sick kids at Children's Hospital. A.B. called perhaps the most decorated football reporter in Pittsburgh history a clown. Let me tell you one thing for absolute certain. This is not what Dan Rooney would want the Steelers to be. It is not. And it does all start with Tomlin, who we will talk about later. Tomlin has allowed this team to be a bunch of jerks. And I know you don't care as long as they win, but they aren't winning as much as they should be. And I can't help but feel that all the negative crap that Tomlin allows, it, it, it has to add up. It just has to. I will defend Ed Bouchette's reporting till the death. He is balls-on accurate 24-7. And the irony is, on the B team, where Ed is a featured guest, the B team was like, oh, well, you know, maybe Ed was wrong. Ed wasn't wrong. Antonio Brown is the clown here. Great football player, absolute self-serving douchebag narcissist as a human being. 412-333-9939. Seriously, to repeat, 
AB's the best wide receiver in football and in Steeler history and a Hall of Famer, but he's also a thoroughly unlikable, self-absorbed narcissist. That's the fact, Jack. It's also true that none of us needs AB to be his imaginary friend, at least I don't. AB is a good imaginary friend, though. Imaginary friends never disappoint. I bet for most people, when they meet AB, in person he disappoints. It's worth noting that the Jacksonville Jaguars suspended Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback, for a week because he kind of went at a member of the media and vaguely threatened him. Uh, a, a media guy in Jacksonville videotaped on his phone a fight that broke out at Jags practice, and it involved Jalen Ramsey. And Ramsey kind of came at the guy on Twitter, and the Jags suspended him for a week, including an exhibition game. That's not a big deal. Guys don't get paid during training camp, and whoopity do. You miss an exhibition game? I bet Ramsey's not too upset about that, but still, it's something, and it's a statement. The Steelers need to make a statement about all these shenanigans, but uh, they haven't yet for how long. Tomlin likes this crap. It's what he would be like if he were ever good enough to play in the National Football League, which he was not. Uh, Todd Haley is now in Cleveland, but he's still Todd Haley. A defensive player for the Browns touched Baker Mayfield, the rookie quarterback, during practice, and Haley yelled at him and said, don't touch the QB in practice, good teams don't do it, unquote. So the defensive coordinator said, uh, that's Greg Williams, the Bonnie Gate guy. He said, somebody's got to block him. And then Haley and Williams kind of went nose to nose. Two things about that. A, Haley is absolutely right. B, I wonder how much crap like that is legit and how much of it is semi-scripted for hard knocks on HBO because that is prime HBO stuff. We got Stan Saverin joining me at 4.30. Peter King, going to give it a second try today. Travel problems prevented yesterday, but Peter King scheduled to join me at 5.30 here on the Mark Madden Show. Yesterday, we talked about Barry Bonds getting his number retired in San Francisco and how I believe he should also get his number retired here in Pittsburgh. I posted a blog about that at WXDX.com. It was going to be my column for the trip tomorrow, but Kevin Gorman already wrote it. Thanks, Gorm. Yesterday, very briefly, I talked about the Penguins retiring numbers. Most teams retire way too many. The Montreal Canadiens have retired so many numbers that all their players are wearing numbers in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and it just looks stupid. They need to leave those names in the rafters, but take some of the numbers down so they look like a hockey team with the proper numbers on the ice again. Anyway, the Penguins have retired two numbers. Mario Lemieux, 66, and Michelle Briere's number 21. Briere died in 1970 after a great rookie season. Uh, he was in a car crash. Very tragic. I would be fine if the Penguins retired Sid's number 87 moving forward, and that's it. That's the list. You could certainly make a case for Yager and Malkin. But Yager and Malkin weren't the best players on their teams, even. Uh, well, Yager was after Lemieux retired the first time. But retiring numbers should be seldom done and carefully considered. 
Lemieux and Sid are the two franchise players. Yager and Malkin, great players. Their accomplishments don't lie, nor do their stats. But they're not quite at that level. Once you go below the franchise player level, then what about the level below that? What about, I don't know, Barrasso and Stevens and Latang? Where do you stop? If they stop at 66 and 87, that's okay by me. Speaking of hockey, the NHL Network did a list of top 20 defensemen, and Chris Latang was ranked number 13. I think that's about right based on last year. But I also expect that number to rise considerably this coming season. Getting back to the Steelers for one second and their unlikability, don't you think Mr. Rooney would have a problem with all this? The late Dan Rooney? Don't you think he'd call A.B. in for chat like he did with so many players? To be honest, though, near the end of his life, I don't think Mr. Rooney had the energy or the gravitas to do that anymore. But at one time, the Steelers players were scared to death of letting Mr. Rooney down. But now it's a different time, and I think Art is a great owner among the best in sports and the best in the league. But I don't think he has the same cachet as his father did. Certainly not yet, but let's not forget, Art's no spring chicken either. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Already getting tweets. What does it matter if the Steelers are likable or unlikable? Maybe for you it doesn't matter. To me it does. To a lot of people, it does. In just a few moments, we're going to continue to talk about uh, Antonio Brown's shenanigans. And we'll talk about episode number two of Better Call Saul. You know, you don't often see a guy get killed by putting a plastic bag over his head and then his hands are tied behind his back. I'd like to see that sort of thing more often. 105.9 The X. Super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, the intensity and the talents. Hey, what's up, Mark? Big fan. Adults don't want kids to be funny. I'm immature, so I don't count. The X at 105.9. Here's a tweet uh, from Ryan Scarpino, who used to be a PR guy for the Steelers. A note about Ed Bouchette. DMR trusted him. That means Daniel M. Rooney. They spoke every game. Ed is a Hall of Famer. He saw what he saw. He doesn't have to make anything up, nor does he need to. If A.B. had such a problem with it, tell Ed about it after practice and don't put more business out there. I've always found Ryan Scarpino to be a bit of a dolt, but he's right on the money with that. You know, I don't recall Larry Fitzgerald ever accusing a Hall of Fame reporter of making stuff up and then calling him a clown. Why couldn't the Steelers have had Larry Fitzgerald instead of some of these circus acts we've had to tolerate? And that's what they are, you know. Lev Bell, uh, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, no denying their talent, but they're circus acts, every one of them. I used to give Heinz Ward a, a tough time. For being an egomaniac. Antonio Brown makes Heinz Ward look like a heap and help in a humble pie. Compared to Antonio Brown, Heinz Ward is Steve Marriott, Clem Clemson, and Jerry Shirley all rolled into one. Take a greasy hoe and a rolling dance floor. It's got your head spinning round. 
30 days in the hole, that's what they give you now. Uh, I can't believe... Bert, oh, wait, here's more news. Listen to this. This just breaking. Ed Bouchette was talking with Marcus Gilbert about the birth of his new baby when Antonio Braun interrupted the conversation to blast Ed. Antonio Braun is a P-O-S. You can fill in the blanks, I hope. An absolute P-O-S. I heard something more happened, but nobody wanted to tell me what it was, and this is just breaking. A clown act, a circus act, that's not Ed Bouchette, that's Antonio Braun. He is a P-O-S, and if you know Antonio Braun, I want you to make sure you tell him I said that, and he can find me anytime he likes, and I'll tell him in person. A P-O-S. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I can't believe Burt Lawton doesn't get sick of this. The PR guy, who's a good guy. I can't believe Kevin Colbert doesn't get sick of this. The general manager, Art Rooney. But Mike Tomlin doesn't get sick of this. In fact, he seems to enjoy it. And that's a big problem. It's a big problem. Mike Tomlin is very Trump-esque. He's like the black football coaching Donald Trump. He thinks the media is the enemy. And Antonio Brown always wants to play the victim. A.B. uses every excuse he can, every opportunity to play the victim. Uh, Dan Rooney, like Ryan Scarpino said, talked to Ed Bouchette every day. Dan Rooney trusted Ed Bouchette, and now this no-ring pissant questions Ed's credibility and calls him a clown. F that. By the way, Schefter also reported that Brown limped off the field yesterday. Adam Schefter from ESPN. And anyway, who cares if he limped off the field? Why is A.B. taking exception to that? It's not like it was reported his foot was caught in a bear trap and he was dragging it behind him like he was going to chew the foot off to free himself. Football players limp all the time. It's not the week before the AFC Championship game because the Steelers weren't in that anyway. It's the second week of the preseason schedule. Why does it matter if people know Antonio Brown was limping? Hey, if these were the playoffs, it'd be different. Le'Veon Bell wouldn't show up for the walkthrough. It's a circus act. It's an absolute circus act. Tomlin's the ringmaster, and it's a circus act. And any media guy who doesn't want to see that and admit it is just a stooge. 412-333-9939. Is the number to call? Let's go to Brian in East Liberty. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark, listen to you regularly. But Good for you. Who cares? Thank you. Who cares what AB does? Dan Rooney's dead. Myron Cope's dead. Just talk about sports, dude. It's all gossip. Oh, anymore. gee, some scumbag from East Liberty isn't going to tell me what to talk about on my highly rated, highly paying, award winning show. Anything else? Well, no, I know you're the best sports. A sports talk show in time, but ever, on, ever, man. anywhere. Forget about all that. I can talk about whatever I want. In fact, because of you, Brian, the creep from East Liberty, I'm going to talk <laughs> about nothing but what you don't want me to talk about the rest of the hour. Anything else? That sounds fair. Have a good day. Right, GFY.
I meant to say something else besides that. What's that stand for anyway? I saw it on Twitter. I don't know what it means. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I, I, I wrote a column tomorrow for the trip. And the basic premise is, I don't like like. The word like, the concept of like. We fall in like way too easily with athletes. And to paraphrase Tina Turner, what's like got to do with it? Let's go to Eric in Washington. Eric, you're on with Double M. Yeah, hey, Mark, how you doing? What up? Hey, uh, real quick, you and I both agree that the Rooney, as far as owners are concerned, is one of the best in the business, correct? So Yes. Why doesn't somebody upstairs put the hammer down and, and tell Tomlin to knock this? Because the era off? of putting the hammer down in professional sports, and in particular football, is over. And it's gone too far with the Steelers. There was a time this could have been nipped in the bud, but now it can't be. And the only way to nip it in the bud now would be to fire Tomlin and bring in a disciplinarian, and that would lead to a downturn in the football fortunes. And now with Ben in his last years, just would not be the time to do that. If you're ever going to reestablish the Steelers as to what they used to be, being different, having a different code of contact, you have to change the coach, and you can't do that till Ben's done. Now, when Ben is done... That's something they very definitely should consider. Okay, real briefly then, is this making the Roonies look bad then by letting it go on? I don't know. It's making it's it's making the Steelers look bad. But but I don't know if it is even making the Steelers look bad. I don't know if as many people care about this the way I do. But if they don't, that's to their detriment and it reveals their shallow nature. Okay. I'm a deep thinker. 30 days in the hole, 30 days in the hole, 30 days in the hole. i got to get out my old Humble Pie CDs. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, i got to get this in. Uh, former NFL general manager Charlie Casserly says Mason Rudolph, the Steelers rookie quarterback, looks like a first-round pick. My first reaction was, Boy, I just hope that first-round pick isn't Paxton Lynch. That kind of takes in a wide scope of possibilities. Also, I want to thank Tom McMillan of the Penguins, uh, the Gettysburg aficionado and uh, team's vice president. He forwarded my Herb Brooks obituary from 15 years ago, which I retweeted yesterday. He uh, forwarded that to Herb's family, and I got some feedback. His, His wife, Patty... Uh, really liked it, and it's being posted on the Facebook page of Herb's Foundation. So I cried again uh, 15 years later. That news made me very, very happy. Uh, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Penguins are going to be on national TV a whole bunch of times. We'll talk about that a little bit later here on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hello, is this Mark Madden? Mark, this is the fake Norm McDonald. How the hell are you? What's going on now sucks, but that sucked too, and it was boring. The X at 105.9. It looks like the deal between the Pirates and Tampa that brought Chris Archer to Pittsburgh is complete. Uh, the third player in the deal looks like it's Shane Baz. A right-handed pitcher currently pitching low A ball. 
for the Bucs. Uh, he was the first-round pick in 2017. So it's like Shane Baz is uh, going to Tampa from Pittsburgh, along with uh, Glasnow and Meadows to complete the deal for Chris Archer. And I still think the Pirates did the right thing, made a good deal. Uh, if you're just tuning in, the latest Antonio Brown drama is that uh, after saying Ed Bouchette lied and calling him a clown regarding uh, Brown limping off the field yesterday, Brown interrupted a conversation between Ed Bouchette and Marcus Gilbert, talking about the birth of Gilbert's new baby, to really lay in to Bouchette. I'd like to see A.B. try that with me. Ed's too gracious to come back with the volley of invective. I am not. I remember when two other circus acts, Emmanuel Sanders and Lamar Woodley, showed up at my studio here at the X because I had been ripping Emmanuel Sanders. If this refreshes your memory, clang, 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 and calling Lamar Woodley a, a fat slob, which by the standards of an athlete he had become, they showed up at my studio when they knew I wouldn't be there. And then when I invited them back, when I would be there, they never showed. So, seriously, I'm not going to kick anybody's ass at my age, but you want to try me on, you'll pay a big price verbally. And if it comes down to physicality, well, you'll know I showed up. Guaranteed. Because I would grab anything within reach. Ask uh, my buddy Richie Chupka about that. At uh, Chupka's too, this is a bunch of years ago, some guy was giving me a hard time, and, and I jumped up and got in his face, and kind of like away from the guy's vision, I grabbed the bottle. And Chupka goes, why'd you grab that bottle? After he broke it up, and I said, why do you think I grabbed that bottle? Just in case. 412-333-9939. I, I want to get to Mike Tomlin because I think he's the root of, of these problems. Tomlin was on the B team yesterday, and he said he's very happy with his team's discipline level. Saying this even as Antonio Brown reestablishes himself as yet another Steelers circus act. Uh, Tomlin was practically boasting that he wasn't going to change. It's strangely admirable and inspiring when a guy does it wrong and then brags about doing it wrong, and says he will continue doing it wrong. Uh, Tomlin is a very good coach. His record says so. But I don't care about Tomlin's regular season record because Pittsburgh is not a regular season town. Tomlin's teams underachieve in the playoffs, too often losing games they just should not. And I do tie that into discipline and focus. And I do blame that for the playoff loss against Jacksonville last year. You can make other excuses, but this isn't a time that makes excuses either, or at least it, it didn't used to be. But if the Steelers fired Tomlin, his replacement would not be better. You have to see out the Roethlisberger era with Tomlin as the coach. Anyway, the NFL is not a coach's league. It's a player's league. New England's the exception, which is why they make the Super Bowl uh, just about every year. So Tomlin is what he is. And the Steelers do what they do. If you like it, okay. I'm not too bothered either way. But what happened in Chicago last year could have been handled better. Tomlin looking ahead to New England in the playoffs 
a, a game that obviously never occurred. That was ridiculous. Mike Mitchell at the door of Jacksonville's locker room was absurd. Bell being late for the walkthrough, beggars belief. And again, I just have a hard time believing all that doesn't add up in a negative way for the Steelers. Uh, some news about the golf thing. Oh, wait, this just in. Aditi Kinkabwal of the NFL Network asked Tomlin, uh, said the longest tenured member of our room and one of the most highly respected reporters in the country was called a con by Antonio Brown. Have you or will you speak to him? Tomlin said he knew nothing about it and wanted info before he addressed it. That, that's a flat-out lie. Tomlin's absolutely lying. There's no way he didn't know about it. Credit to Aditi Kinkabwala for asking that question. You know, I hate to say this. It figures. It had to be a national reporter to ask it because, frankly, none of the local guys has the balls. Or one, two. I, I, I probably shouldn't say that, but it does say something that a national reporter asked it. Uh, some golf news. The ratings for the PGA Championships, which Tiger Woods won trailing by just two strokes, uh, were up 73% over last year. And it was the highest rated final round of the PGA Championships since 2009 when Tiger also finished second, but I bet they pretended he won then too. Uh, that's Big numbers, boy, there's no denying, but Tiger still didn't win. Kepka won. I was at an amazing place today, Don, uh, in the shopping plaza on Noblestown Road. I went to one of my favorite spots for breakfast, Eggs or Us. By the way, after working out in a public gym, what a sight that would have been for some of you to see. Because my, my uh, I have an electrical outlet problem at home. My treadmill's not working. So the last two days, I've had to go to a gym. I, I got to admit, you get stuff done quicker in a gym. You're less distracted in a gym. Anyway, so uh, I went to this dollar store. I've never been in a dollar store in my life. Can you believe that? Well, because I'm rich and I'm that's kind of beneath me. But anyway, I go in this dollar store because I, I was going to, to breakfast. I wanted to have a pen and paper to make notes and there was nothing in my car. I didn't realize in these dollar stores, at least this one, everything literally costs a dollar. Everything. That's not just a name to get people in. I mean, it's all like off-brand stuff. For example, I got three gel pens. Three for a dollar. They weren't Bic. They weren't Papermate. They were like Acme. Like, I think Wiley Coyote was in line in front of me also getting pens. They wrote, but barely. But I got a, a legal pad and three pens for $2. That's kind of awesome. I'm not going to start being thrifty at this point in my life, but uh, that, that I mean, this dollar store, I like the concept. But boy, the people in the dollar store to buy like a lot of stuff. 30 days in the hole. 30 days in the hole. 30 days in the hole. 
Newcastle Brown. Baby, it can sure smack you down. 412-333-9939. We've had Dan on hold for quite some time, so let's go to Dan. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Mark. Right. I think this crap, like with AB says, uh, it, it's less about Tomlin and more about the leadership that we have on the team nowadays. No, no, it's not. Lot. I can guarantee you it's not. This team has good leadership, but I'm not kidding. Everybody yeah. says, well, let, let me tell you something. I talked to guys in that room, probably more than the Steelers would, would, would want to know. Ben's a good leader. Pouncey's a good leader. Um, DeCastro's a good leader. They, they, uh, Ramon Foster's a good leader. They got good leaders, but it's tough to lead when no one follows. Yeah. That, doesn't, well, that well, doesn't make those guys bad leaders. Mm-hmm. It, Cam Hayward, excellent leader. It just means mm-hmm. that, that idiots don't listen to smart people, which is what makes them idiots. Oh, also, Mark, don't you think this same kind of crap's been going on since like the seventies, and we just didn't know about it then, like we do now? I think there's Twitter an element of that, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's ever been saturated with circus acts like it is now. I, I mean, seriously, if AB would have acted like AB in the seventies, we would have known about that. You know mm-hmm. what's a shame about him? He actually receded the clown shoe stuff a bit last year. But now it's back because he and it, it's bigger than ever. A.B. thinks this is all just for him. That the NFL exists for his benefit. The Steelers exist for his benefit. He thinks he can do anything he wants, and it's okay because he's A.B. But what he is is a no-ring pissant with a funny haircut who went to a little school that has hit it big due to hard work, but has clearly forgotten who he is. Very clearly forgotten who he is. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Looking forward to having Peter King on the show in the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, Stan Saverin will join me at 4.30 to talk about all this stuff. And for those who think I enjoy talking about all this horse manure, I do to a degree, but not indefinitely, and now we're talking about it indefinitely, as in all the time. But there's no way to ignore it. There's just no way to ignore it. The problem isn't caused by the media. The problem isn't caused by social media. The problem isn't caused by you. The problem isn't caused by me. The problem is caused by Antonio Brown. If Antonio Brown shows up at Children's Hospital on time, like he's supposed to. We're not talking about it. If Antonio Brown doesn't rip Bed Bouchette on Twitter, which he should not do, we're not talking about it. The guy is a narcissistic douchebag. He's a great receiver, but a narcissistic douchebag. And if you see Antonio, I want you to drag out the second word, put emphasis on each syllable like I do, narcissistic douchebag is what Mark Madden says you are. If you can get it on tape, I'd love to see it. 412-333-9939. This has me pissed. Let me tell you something. I've known Ed Bouchette a long time. Ed Bouchette deserves better. 
He is the top football writer in the history of Pittsburgh. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Ed Bouchette deserves better than some no-ring pissant with a stupid haircut who lets down sick kids get in his face while he's having a conversation with someone else. And that's what Antonio Bryan is too. A no-ring pissant with a stupid haircut, never won a thing, let down sick kids, acts like a jerk-off, is a jerk-off. He's a no-ring pissant is what he is. That's exactly what he is. And if I bet, like I think it's going to turn out, he will remain that in perpetuity because you don't win with guys like that. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Are you speaking from the inside of an electric razor? Luke, I am your father. The X at 105.9. This just in, Mark Caballi of The Athletic reporting that Ben Roethlisberger went down at practice. Uh, Doctors are not attending. Uh, Ben is sitting and in no apparent pain. But uh, we'll keep you posted as this story develops, which I, I, I doubt it will. Guys get a little bit shaken up at practice all the time. But again, that's what happened. We'll let you know. Ed Bouchette did not report this, so perhaps AB has scared him from reporting anything ever again. Uh, I tweeted a, a few moments ago, if and I tagged Bron in, if AB84 is half the man he pretends to be, he should apologize to Ed Bouchette, but he's not. He's a no-ring pissant and a narcissistic douchebag. And Brandon tweets back, there is no reason for him to apologize you should apologize for not helping save Mathis High School football like A.B. did. What the frig does that have to do with it? But that's what aboutism. Nobody will address an argument. They'll say, well, what about this other thing? Then again, Brandon tweets at me all the time, and I believe him to be a very low intellect. I don't say that by way of insulting. I just say that by way of, I mean, read his tweets. He seems to be a very low intellect. He would fit well in, what's that movie, Idiocracy? Brandon could be a cabinet member in the movie Idiocracy. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. Oh, here's more Jeremy Fowler now reporting. Ben Roethlisberger went down on a practice play. He's up and walking now. Trainers were monitoring. Touched his head a few times. Might be done for the day. Uh, here's something Bouchette said earlier today in his Post-Gazette chat. Uh, when you've done what I do for as long as I have, some conflicts pop up. I'm happy to say I've only had a handful. One was a funny one with Craig Wolfley in my early days covering when he mistook me for another writer who penned something he didn't like. Another was with Kevin Green when he mistook what I asked him after a tough loss. And I had a few with Bill Cowart when he coached. I get along well with all three. I got a feeling this won't resolve itself the same way with Antonio Brown. That reminds me, and, and I think I told this story. One day, Yager came into practice, after practice, clutching a newspaper and yelling at me for something I wrote that he found insulting. And I let him yell, and he yelled for like 30 seconds and yelled, yelled a lot. 
But I let him yell himself out, and I grabbed the paper, and I go, I didn't write this. Ron Cook did. And he goes, oh. And he, he tries not to laugh. And he goes, where's that damn effer? <laughs> is the number to call. Uh, the NHL's national TV schedule has been released. The Pens are going to be on national TV 15 times. NBC has dropped the concept of Rivalry Wednesday. Instead, they're going to call it Wednesday Night Hockey, which is very catchy. We're going to see Penn's Flyers three times on national TV, including the outdoor game in Philadelphia on in February, and Penn's Capitals three times also on national TV. We haven't talked much about Pitt football on the program, and probably won't. That's not coincidence. Uh, well, except the week of the Penn State game. We'll talk about Pitt that week. Pitt for Sports Talk Radio, unless you're the flagship, which the B team is, and they're welcome to it. Uh, Pitt's kind of an event topic. If there's an event game or things are going well, which they don't often for Pitt Athletics right now, then you talk about it. And if that's fair weather, that is the nature of sports radio in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pitt is picked by most to finish around 500, between five wins and seven and to finish in the middle of the Coastal Division of the ACC. The one thing that's weird as we approach the pitch season is the canonization of Kenny Pickett, the quarterback. Uh, He did pretty good in the last two games last year, but he's only played four games total, and he's a sophomore, and his talents are okay, but not overwhelming. Uh, Pickett is hardly tested beyond just a smidge, so... Don't assume too much. Hope for the best, but don't assume too much. Again, I don't talk much about pit football for two reasons. A, I think the coach is a pompous ass. B, if I don't, it doesn't matter because not too many people care. And if you don't believe me, ask all the empty seats at a typical pit home game. Now, I guess Pitt has sold 50K season tickets, but people buy the whole season just to get the Penn State game. Like I said... Most games have a lot of empty seats. Although, I do plan to be on the sideline at the pit opener. It'll be the Albany sideline because Greg Catusa, my buddy, is head coach at Albany. You know who I feel bad for? I never talked to him anymore and I consider him a friend and a really good guy. Is EJ Borghetti, Pitts SID. He's a good guy caught into what I find to be a deplorable situation. There was an article in the paper but all the great things Heather like the new AD has done for the Pitt Athletic Program and that may turn out to be and every AD has the right to come in and clean house and bring in their own coaches and administrators and even football equipment managers but it just seems like they got rid of an awful lot of Pitt people and I'm not a Pitt person I'm a Duquesne person maybe I'll start going again to Duquesne football games uh, oh, wait, this from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Roethlisberger just left the field with trainers. He appeared to fall on his head from the pocket, so he could be getting a concussion evaluation. Well, if, if Ben's hurt, and a concussion, you'd figure it might hinder his preparation, but you'd think he'd be ready for week one. Although, with concussions, we obviously never know. We've certainly learned that here in Pittsburgh. But let's say Ben would have to miss a portion of the season. Not the first four games, but any four games. To quote 
Matt Hardy. It's over. And I would never wish injury on Ben. I really like Ben. Ben is the last thing keeping me from being openly hostile about the Steelers 24-7. Well, him, that, that's not true either. I like Cam Hayward. I respect what Marquise Ponce has become as a man and as a leader. I like Ramon Foster. Uh, there are X amount of likable guys on the team. But boy, the ones who aren't. Seriously, if I rooted for, like, Lev Bell and Antonio Brown, I'd feel like I was rooting for the Axis Powers. (laughs) Well, actually, I've already attached that to Michelle Beadle and Jalen Rose. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Obviously, best wishes to Ben. Hopefully, recovers uh, quickly. Let's go to Sean and Cranberry. Sean, go to Mark Madden Show. Sean, are you there? Oh, I'm here, Mark. I'm sorry. Well, then talk. Pouring down rain here. Um, I just, you know, I think, I think you're mistaken in where where the uh, the lack of the discipline, the lack of focus of the city starts. I think it starts with Art Rooney the third. No, no, it just does it. It only starts with Art, and he's Art Junior, isn't he? It, it only starts yeah. with Art. When, when it only starts. It only shut up for a second. It only starts with Art in that he's Tomlin's employer. But, but Art has almost no impact on the day-to-day operations of the football team. That's the coach. But when there was an issue, Dan would sit down with them. Yeah? How do you know Art doesn't? I, I don't know. Well, let me tell you something. If Jesus H. Christ himself climbed down off the cross and told Antonio Brown to be a better team yeah. player and change his ways, Antonio yeah. Brown would laugh in the face of our Savior. Right, because he's more powerful. He's not more powerful, but he certainly thinks he is. In just, here's a welcome change. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to talk about actual football. None of that sideshow garbage. 105.9 The X.